Testing one, two, three on my mic. Testing one, two, three on my mic. Testing one, two, three on my mic. You need to talk louder. I, I'll try to. Is be that more forceful. is it your soft spoken guy? Yeah, apparently. You know our 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 four podcast fans <laughs> want to hear from you. <laughs> I got two emails. Why doesn't Todd Welver talk more? Did we have? Do we have? One of them was your wife. We don't. <laughs> probably. Probably. Um, no. no, actually, welcome to Talking Pictures, episode two. Holly. Episode one isn't <laughs> even on the web yet, <laughs> except for uh, a testing phase. But what the heck? We're here. We're here, and uh, we're gonna. What did we? Did we decide what we were gonna talk about? Because I had no. a topic, and then I wanted to talk about um, how you fell down today. But <laughs> and then I could tell my fall yeah. down story. And then Todd, do you have a fall down story? Uh, not. I mean, I have a fall down uh, story where I fell down and hurt myself. Was it? Is it funny or is it? <laughs> yes, is, it's funny. Okay, is it fall, down, this, I know. fall down at work? It was fall down at work. Yeah. Did I, you still get the shot? I I saved the camera. I well, think that was okay. probably as important yeah. as the person who has to send the cameras in for repair. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't you go first? You fell down. Yeah, I, what I, happened? Well, what happened? the the I was I came out of uh, Denport Central. I shot a basketball game over there. It was like UT versus Denport Central, and um, I was coming down the steps, the concrete steps, and I slipped and I fell, and I managed and because I was carrying a a, a body with a seventy two hundred in it, <laughs> I managed to scoop that up and I landed on on my side, and that's when I thought I I broke my ribs. You guys remember this? Like three months, I was whining about not being able to breathe right. I'm just and, visualizing uh, your feet going. Well, and here's what's here's what's air. funny. I did the, I did the thing uh, where I fell and I pop right back up to make sure no one's looking, you know. And <laughs> I'm hurt. I mean, it, it was it would there was I probably cracked a rib, but. You know, whatever. We've all done that. No, I thought you were talking about embarrassing because embarrassing is probably that Greg Bull photo that I have uh, uh, that he took of me all tangled up in the John Deere classic ropes. I want to see that. I still need to see that. I don't know why you're still holding a grudge against our friend, professional (laughs) photographer, former former competition, now friend. I'm going to get him back. I'm going to get him back. I don't know how. One day he'll do something embarrassing. He's sly. He it's going to be tough. It's going to be really he's, tough. He's sneaky. Yeah. We should have Greg on just before be the golf classic. Maybe be we do a John Deere classic uh, talking. If we're still in business as a podcast yeah, right. by July. <laughs> July. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I looked on iTunes, co- complete aside, um, to see if anybody, because Paul came up with the name, and I just assumed he researched oh, sure. it. No, so no, that not even I close. can't believe nobody's come up with a name. Talking <laughs> pictures for a podcast. Apparently, there are people out there who have a talking pictures podcast. So I guess we're the Dispatch Argus QC Online talking talking pictures, pictures podcast. Okay. Right. But we're just going to say the talking pictures podcast and and let the legal yeah it'll sort itself stuff out. sort itself out. Yeah. Um, my fall down story is both embarrassing. I didn't get hurt, but a lot more people saw me than saw you fall down. The, if, if you remember when the Mallards were in, well, this is predates you, Paul, but yeah. the Mallards were all the rage and their game against Flint was on television, you know, for the championship. So back then you could shoot from the penalty box. 
Oh, wow. So I'm in the That's penalty fun. box with another photographer and one of the off-ice officials. And, and the, the game goes to double overtime, and um, it was a crazy, tense game. And it, I was using that the first digital camera we ever bought, which was as yeah. big as a Buick. Right. And um, you had to have an old big potato masher Vivitar on top of it. Right. I mean, our equipment now is so much more sophisticated. It's, it's biplane yeah. to Boeing 747 right. as yeah. far as technology of the, the first right. digital camera mm-hmm. to, to the ones we use <clears throat> now. But this, this old digital camera, it's, you know, it's like carrying around a, a, a bag of toast. And um, the game ends suddenly on a Freddie Nosval. I still don't remember how the puck went in, but it was like a deflection and the puck goes in and the, the Mallards bench erupts, erupts and they fly over the dasher board. And I come running onto the ice <laughs> in a pair of penny loafers and my, no, not a pair. Of, no. <laughs> I'm not quite that sophisticated when I'm shooting in Flint. And, um, I run out onto the ice and I was, pair, I was probably wearing tennis shoes and I come running out onto the ice <laughs> and my Feet go out from underneath me, and the only thing I could think of as I was, my feet were up in the air, and I'm falling oh. to the ground was, this digital camera cost $10,000. <laughs> Remember how you were talking about that K1000 yeah. is only yeah. worth $35? Yeah. You couldn't get anybody to give you $35 for this old digital camera. Yeah. And I go up, and I land, and I'm like, oh. You know, ouch, you know, all right, get back up. They're celebrating, you know. So you're running on and, and, you know, imagine, you know, the average person doesn't run on ice. All the players are on skates. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm trying to catch up to guys on skates. And so I catch up to them, shooting the pictures. And it was, if anybody, you know, our our, like I said, our flashes, our cameras are way more sophisticated. They do so much more for us. They're so much more intuitive. Back in the, you know, now there's a zillion different settings on a flash. This flash had four settings, and they were done by color. What? <laughs> it was, yeah, the Vivitar, <laughs> you set it by the color, and each color, like, the red setting or the yellow setting or the blue setting or the green setting, right? What? So before <laughs> the game had started, my wife, who had come up to Flint as a, to watch the game as a fan, and I are walking around testing pictures. She's the, the test picture, and I'm taking pictures of her from a distance so that I can go up because the color was a distance. Oh. You know, it represented a distance, so I'd gone up. And so before the game, I thought, okay, I, so she helped me figure out that I needed to use the yellow setting or the red setting, but they had to be X number of feet from me, mm-hmm. you know? Right. So now I'm running on ice and it's boom. You know I mean? And you could hear the flash <laughs> whine, <laughs> boom. And I'm taking all these pictures and I get the, uh, I get to the um, point where I've got to transmit because it was late and, um, you know, the Quad City Times had already left the building in the, at the end of the second period because yep. they didn't have a digital right. camera. So they're off processing film. So I'm the only photographer in the building with these pictures, which was great. I get up to the in Flint's arena. Don't anybody complain about the IY. 
the IY, if you've if you got a complaint about the IY, you need to drive to Flint and go see where the Flint Generals used to play because this place was a hole. Yeah. It was a, it was a cool local arena, but it was kind of a hole. The one thing I did like about it was that, you know, you, you, could, you took a little st- spiral staircase up to the press box, which was kind of cool. Fun. That's cool. So you took the spiral, get up there, I put the, cam- put the thing in, pick the picture, and I call the office to say we're getting ready to transmit a picture. And I find out that everyone in the Quad Cities watching this game had <laughs> watched you. me fall on my ass. Land on your keister. <laughs> Zoop. <laughs> Boom. So for years later, people would come up to me and be like, hey, aren't you the guy that <laughs> fell in Flint? Aren't you, aren't uh, you the guy that fell down? Oh, God, that must have hurt. <laughs> yeah, not as much as it hurts hearing you retell it to me. <laughs> and I've actually never had the guts to watch it. <laughs> so somewhere inside. Yeah, the somewhere out there, exists. there's a videotape of me falling down. Um, but anyway, the, the legend of it grows in my mind. Uh, having never seen it because I have nothing to base it on. But I, That's funny. but Terry Herbig said, uh, <laughs> "How's the camera? Is the camera okay? What are you talking about? Well, we saw you fall." Oh uh, uh, yeah. Oops. <laughs> Bummer. All right, Paul, you started it. My my embarrassing story. Actually, there it's it's a slight variation. I've got two, and there's just a slight variation. One of them, the most recent one, happened today. I was out shooting a paysetter portrait. Um, and there was no way to get into the the softball field where I was going to take this girl's picture. So you have to climb the fence. So I, you know, take my cameras off my shoulders and I lower them over the fence and I take the light stands and the light bag and I put them down. And this teenage girl, it already hopped the fence and made it look really easy. A star athlete, yes, by the a, way. A, a star athlete. So I hopped the fence and jumped down to the other side and my, I don't remember what, caught either my toe caught in the fence or I'm just not as agile as I think I am Uh, and I landed on the other side and stumbled and tried to catch my balance and failed and literally took a face plant into the grass (laughs) (laughs) in front of this girl (laughs) and trying to be as nonchalant about it as I could I I I stood up and dusted myself off and said to her wow well you made it look a lot more graceful than I just did Uh, what did you say we take this picture (laughs) And she was laughing, um, yeah. And she she was she was gracious about it, but I was embarrassed. You but do the, realize the mo- that this uh, story is being told. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Everyone she knows <laughs> at Bowling High School. I do. Well, here yes. this this goes this goes to the first more embarrassing story. The slight variation. It was also a pace setter photo taking photos. I think I was at uh, either in Alman or Geneseo, and it was Geneseo shooting the, a portrait of a of a baseball player. And, um, you know, I had him down squatting, leaning up against the fence, and I, and I squatted down to take the photo, and I tore my pants from the belt all the way down the seam. <laughs> and I stood up. I heard it, and I felt it, and I stood up, and I turned around. And I said, oh, my God, I just split my pants. <laughs> and the kids started laughing, and I said, you're going to have a funny story when you get back to class telling all your classmates that the photographer from the newspaper just split his pants wide open so uh, that was that was the more embarrassing one but that kid did have a funny story and then i think i you know i drove back into town um and had to spend an extra 20 minutes running home to to change my pants so i could work the rest of the day because couldn't walk around with my britches hanging out 
No, it would have know. been a, a dear no. human resources moment at that <laughs> yeah. point. Right. The photographer yes. has got a problem with his yeah. pants. Yep. My most embarrassing work moment. We should probably explain what a pace setter is. Oh, uh, the pace setter, oh, yeah. yeah. Athlete our, of the week. Yeah, our, week, our weekly high school athlete of the week pictures, yeah. I keep, we, for, I keep forgetting that people that don't... May not. That, yeah, yeah. the colloquialisms. Because right. yeah. mm-hmm. even the Mallards. Mallards yeah, the are, Mallards is a hockey team. I thought the ice would have given it away. I, well, Here I think they, it did. I mean, I got what you were talking about, but the Mallards are the, the local uh, minor league hockey team. Right. And, uh, they've been a, a crowd favorite for quite a while. But the uh, and the pace setters, we always we always try to do a little a little extra effort on those. I think we, you know, yeah. we really we usually light the athletes in uh, in a special way, make it special for yeah. them. Make it Paul tries to make it extra special for them extra by special. injury, do it like a whole like Three Stooges comedy <laughs> yeah, routine. My slapstick uh, acrobatics shoot. are. Yeah, legendary. Yes, legendary. somewhere there's a softball <laughs> podcast that she's talking about a photographer. You wouldn't believe what happened today. He fell right on his face. Yeah, it's crazy. I, my goal is to never end up in some kid's YouTube video, though. That would be kind of awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't, don't want to end guy. up on YouTube. By, you know, wake up and, you know, Good Morning America has got a viral video of me falling down right. someplace. I don't want to do that. Gear. I mean, when you cover, when you cover um, baseball, it, you know, you, you, well, especially the way that the Quad City River Bandits, which is the local minor league affiliate of the Houston Astros, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah. Back before they remodeled John O'Donnell, which is the stadium they play in. Actually, it's now called Modern Wyndham Stadium. So it's a very nice minor league baseball park along the Mississippi River. Do I need to explain what the Mississippi River is? Probably not. <laughs> okay. Probably not. And so uh, Lisa, my wife, and I were at a game. And this is 20 years ago. Our photographers used to shoot from on top of the dugout. And so we had an intern covering the game. And I don't remember which intern it was, but I, it wasn't one of my favorite ones. <laughs> That's a long list. Well, now that I, I should probably edit that out. No, it, I don't remember. It was a male photographer uh, 20 years ago. He was a really nice kid. But the ball comes whizzing. It's a foul ball. It comes whizzing out of play. And he turns his back just in time to hear the, th- the to have the ball hit him oh. in the back of the you know on the rib cage as oh. he turned his back, and we had cheap seats. Oh, and you could hear the dead thud oh. of the ball hitting him. Oh. And my and my wife made me go down and check on him. <laughs> She's like, yeah. "You need to go down and check on him and make sure he's not hurt." Oh, okay. all right. It's my day off, but okay. <laughs> so I went down, and he was fine. He had it. It had sounded worse than it was. But I've had. Um, I was covering a UT softball game years ago, and I had um, Moline had some amazing hitter, and she pulled the ball all the time, and. You know, this girl could kill me with both hands tied behind her back. She was just a great hitter, really strong. And she hits a screaming line drive out of out of play down the third base line. And it missed me in the groin as I jumped up and let it go between my legs. I mean, it it missed taking me out by I could feel the wind yeah. on my jeans. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, and the third base coach of the other team looks at me like, you yeah. just got lucky, pal. I uh, I know I, I I love shooting the bandits from the visitors' dugout. Um, just you get a nice low angle, and 
Um, and I don't think people understand that when you shoot with a telephoto lens, it's really easy to get tunnel vision as to what's going on and not see things happening. And uh, uh, I live in fear of a foul ball. And I actually, um, mm-hmm. there's that little uh, spot um, just outside of the dugout where a lot of times you can you can sit on the steps and uh, it's the steps to the dugout. But um, I was I was in the dugout. Um, and a photographer from another organization was sh- shooting uh, in that little that little uh, cubby hole, and we had a foul ball go in between the dugout into that little concrete cubby hole and ricochet back and forth two or Yikes. three times. And it was it was an eye opener. And I, I yeah I don't uh, yeah foul balls are kind of you know terrifying terrifying yeah, yeah. Yep. especially. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a lady actually at uh, River Bandits take a foul ball. She was up at the, you know, where the beer stands is and uh, on the mezzanine, and it was like finger of God. I mean, it took her out <laughs> oh a sack of potatoes. I, it was, oh, it was kind of horrifying to watch. Oh, man. She really went down. Ouch. It was a screamer. Well, you go back Bummer, to the yeah. – that's one of the reasons why – and I was surprised watching the Blackhawks-Minnesota Wild game last night, uh, which happened in um, – this will date the day we sh- uh, that we're – taping this but the the Blackhawks won the game three to nothing last night but as I was watching the game I was taken by the fact that I had not seen any time in watching all the professional hockey games that I watch a guy in the in the in the box photographing they have helmets on oh wow and I thought you know we used to shoot from the penalty box in the Mallards games in the IY well we weren't in the penalty box well I guess we were in the penalty box. We were in the penalty box with an official. And the, 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 the IY is a little short for hockey, so the rink is not regulation length, I think. Um, and so that was hard. We, we were cramped for space. And on top of that, there's no place to go when the puck comes screaming off the ice. And I had never had a puck come in in Moline. Uh, but with that game in Flint... We had two come in, Ooh. and so the first one, we duck, the official and I duck, and he picks up the puck, he goes, first one's mine, and he puts it in his pocket, and sure as heck, a period later, another one comes spinning, and then he goes, that one's yours. <laughs> cool. I still have it, actually. It's on my desk at home. Hard way to earn a souvenir. Yeah, though. no kidding. Yeah. Not the way you want to take it home. Pause. <laughs> pause. Exactly. All right. Pause till section two. So we're at the end of section one or ep- uh, episode one, section one. Episode two. We're so new well, at this. You know, yeah. it's, all right. I've, we're got like a, I've, got a, I've got a question for you. Okay. Hit me. And hit it's, I, I've Let's asked you this question before. Have you printed, have you ever printed, like if I were to go to your house, and I've been to your house, but if I were to go to it right now, would, I, would, would you have prints of your work as a newspaper photographer or are your prints, like my... My prints are my kids and dogs and stuff, but I, I haven't I haven't really ever made a print of, you know, either a sporting event that I shot or uh, you know a so, you know a photo a news photo that really made me happy in some way. I mean, is it? Is I it, don't. You don't. I don't have any photos at home, printed and hanging on the wall. No, the, not that I've shot on the job. In fact, I don't know that I have any photos of my own at all hanging up at home. Really? Really? Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it's because... Well, that will change a, with the baby. That it will. No. Well, I don't know. It's like Welbert says. You it's know, it's like the shoe cobbler's the, yeah, son. The, the yeah. shoe cobbler's kid goes shoeless. I think my my daughter 
has so few photos of her that I've taken. Um, yeah, I know it's 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 confusing, and my wife's not happy about it either. She well, might, I feel a little embarrassed because there are lots of pictures of my dog I take. So. <laughs> yeah, God, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't have any photos of my hanging at home. I don't. I don't know if it's a a um, I don't know ego thing. Like, and I don't I don't want to come across as egotistical, but that's not it. I, I, I don't know tell why. You, I will tell you on the first floor of our house, mm-hmm. there is a. There is a a long panoramic shot of Santorini in Greece um, nice. that I took. Um, there's no journalistic pictures on the mm-hmm. first floor of our house. There mm-hmm. are some family pictures. Um, there's some travel scenes sure. um, yeah. that of places we've been. Mm-hmm. My wife, my wife, you know, likes to the, the travel pictures. Um, so I. You know, I take enough of them when we go someplace. I might as well do something with them. That's um, true. So there are those on the first floor. On the second floor, as we get a tour of the Meisner house, as you, <laughs> there's nothing on the steps as you go up. Uh, there's a there's some there's some scenicy. You know what? I go in my house every day, and I don't <laughs> remember what is on the left hand side of the the, the hallway. Oh, they're they're more. Oh, there's some of my iPhone artsy art, iPhone pictures. I think, I think. Do you, you have know any, what? I need uh, to go home right now. I, yeah, yeah. I've got some. Not nothing like work related, and I think it's I think it's weird because like a lot of my favorite work photos, they're not. They're not photographic winners, but it's the story that's behind it. You know. Sure. You know. What do you have up at home? I I've got I've got uh uh my name in photos that was a uh a gift mm-hmm. from Mr. Meisner there and uh it's to it's the uh my my last name spelled out in uh different alphabetical uh there it's images. Uh, I, see how did I describe here. it it's uh it's um environmental topography there you go yeah, nice. shot with the hipstamatic app nice yeah. Again, not a sponsor, yeah. well, but, but we would yeah. take them Who as knows? a sponsor. Yeah, maybe. Um, a hip app on my iPhone, and then I create then the the layout. And Paul's got one. Todd's got yeah. one. I've got cool. one of those. Mine's hanging in the bathroom on the first floor. Yeah. So everybody comes into our bathroom knows what our last name is, <laughs> which is good. That's, That's good. Where am I? Uh, um, you don't have any of your own your own photos I, hanging I, up. Though? I have my own photos. I've got a picture of my dog drinking from a long neck beer. Um, <laughs> you, got, do you have him playing poker? <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> he bluffs. It's terrible. No. Um, but then and then just some kind of generic, uh, you know. A black and white of some berries or something, you know what I mean? Just, but nothing, nothing from the job, you know, house on fire. And maybe that's why, you know, I don't want to, you know, why would you hang up a picture of a house on fire? Or, <laughs> well, you know, you, a bad car accident. You know, you guys make me feel <laughs> bad because if, if you go into my office at home, the, all those pictures, th- are then there. you have the picture of the house fire in Davenport. You have a picture of Tiger Woods. Uh, in his one and only appearance in at the John. Well, yeah. it's not the John. It was the. Hardy's, Hardy's Golf Open. Classic, I think, or yeah. the Quad City Open at the time. I don't remember what it was. But his one and only, he's coming down 18 uh, after having pretty much blown his lead to Ed Fiore. Uh, but there's a huge crowd behind him. And so he's walking down with this caddy, 
and the, the, the workers are keeping him back at mm. Oakwood and all, I mean, keeping all the crowd back. So it's kind of a cool picture. And you're um, a golf guy, so that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I'm a golf guy. Mm-hmm. I have yeah. uh, my picture of Jordan Spieth yeah. that he was kind enough to sign for me. Uh, ended up in Sports Illustrated. Yeah, ended up in Sports Illustrated. The picture of Jordan after he had chipped in uh, from the 18th green or the sand trap at the 18th green at the John Deere Classic a couple of years ago to send the, ga- the uh, tournament into a playoff with Zach Johnson, which he then won on what was – we were exhausted. The, I don't know. The 75th playoff hole. Yeah. Ooh, a shakes. horrible blur. Uh, yeah. Picture, my honor <laughs> flight picture oh, uh, yeah. of Joe Colmer. I have the 85 Bears. Uh, I didn't shoot it, but that famous uh, blue, uh, Black and Blues Brothers, mm-hmm. that's hanging in my office. Uh, the, mal- the covers of the Mallards, two championships – and uh, the Steam Wheelers Championship. And that Steam Wheeler Championship picture is a story for a whole other podcast um, of the luck of that picture. We'll talk about when you get lucky sometime. And then, um, and I mean photography-wise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, what else? Oh, a picture of the Eagles, Glenn Fry and sure. um, Joe Walsh or Glenn Fry and... I thought you meant the bald eagles. No, I don't don't shoot eagles. People ask me, do you shoot a lot of pictures of birds? You know, my old boss, Terry Herbig, who's the director of photography here for a long time, great guy, is a great bird photographer, nature photographer. It's never really interested me, but he's really into it. And Mm -hmm. the people who do it really well are passionate about it. I'm not passionate at all Mm -hmm. about it. Um, Actually, the first day that I was in charge um, after Terry had retired, I had joked in the morning news meeting, well, there's no bird pictures. I'm not taking any bird pictures of director of photography. That, that, day, that day is over. I, re- I remember this and day. And somebody I comes into the years. office and says, or into the meeting goes, oh, my gosh, there's a ton of white pelicans in Rock Island. <laughs> and Roger Ruther, the managing editor, turns to me and goes, hey, can you go get, some pic- go get a picture of the white pelicans? I'm like, oh, oh he's no. <laughs> right back into the deep end of the pool. with the- So my um, ode to Terry Herbig on his first, my first day he was gone was to go shoot an interesting of picture of white pelicans. Yeah. Um, but uh, I have no pictures of white pelicans in my office. Um, and then uh, a picture of a soldier saying goodbye to his child. And, um, and that's, you know, those are, you know, four or five work related pictures that have won awards. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's about it. And then, you know, fam- on my desk are a ton of family photos mm-hmm. that I've taken or someone else has taken in the family. But so, yeah, I do have a picture of a fire. But it's an artistic picture of a fire. I mean, it's not somebody you know, throwing their baby out. Of, you know what? If I had a Pulitzer Prize winning picture of someone Probably catching a baby out. out of a burning building, yeah. I'd have that in my office. But I don't have that picture. <laughs> I don't have a Pulitzer Prize either. <laughs> but they're still hoping. I was going to say. Right. Yeah. I think they're still uh, giving it out. So They're still giving them out. <laughs> Just not to me. <laughs> huh. I, I don't know. I think that's interesting. I think because I also, I mean, I'm often uh, throwing stuff up on social media, too. And I don't know if that sort of scratches that, that you know, that itch, so to speak. That's a good that's a good point. Instagram is, is good for that. And mm-hmm. we're on Instagram, Dispatch Argus uh, on Instagram. You can follow us. Um, we I'll repost the, the guy's pictures there or um, or my own. But we 
We don't. I should do it more often, but I don't. I do it from my iPad because it's a pain to go back and forth between accounts on my phone. Because uh, Instagram is everything is mobile, so you you can't mm-hmm. do it from your desktop. It was easy if you could do it from your desktop, it'd be mm-hmm. easier. But it's, I'm a little. I do that with Twitter a little bit more than, and because of that, so right. I can go from the desktop. But. But so you know, social media is yeah, it kind of scratches that itch to show your pictures mm-hmm. off, but then it's gone. I will tell you the one thing. I have never in my office here. There's some plaques just to fill up the wall of that you know first places that I've won, but there's none of that at home. The only thing, only award that has ever been displayed in my house was what I won the the um, the the uh, I got best in show from the AP for the picture of the 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 distraught father yeah, from the from the drowning in Rock Island. Really powerful and image. I've never won a glass mm-hmm. award before. It was my first glass award. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. The, all, the photographers that are listening to this that have won a lot of glass awards, <laughs> I don't know where you put them. Uh, they're hard to dust. I have one, so I leave that one out mm-hmm. on, on a table. But it's on a, on a table next to a picture of my father-in-law that my wife loves that I took of him. He's a race car driver. And he's looking very Mario Andretti in his sunglasses with his team truck behind, and nice. uh, some, to- and that sits with some toy cars. Um, but it's, I mean, it doesn't. There isn't a light on it. Like I don't have yeah. track lighting on this glass <laughs> award. That would be a little much. Um, but for years, I never, I have never in my house. You don't come over to my house. You wouldn't know that I'm a photographer if you come into my house, because everything looks like I could have gone and bought it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks like something you'd go, oh, I really like this in a gallery, and you bought it. I, I don't have news photography. I mean, we have a ton of my father's paintings. My father was a fabulous painter. So we have a ton of my dad's paintings hanging in the house, but we don't have any. It's My um, brother-in-law's an artist. So we get a bunch of his work. and um, You would know I'm a photographer because there's rechargeable batteries plugged into every <laughs> every outlet. They're my either recharging me, or discharging. Yeah. Or, yeah, my wife makes me charge those upstairs. Out <laughs> really? of sight, yeah. In the office. In the man cave. So. I really uh, underestimated how much of my life would be dictated by rechargeable batteries. and <laughs> It's crazy. Well, you know, you don't want to be. You don't want to be that guy. You yeah, know. you don't want to be that guy. Oh, just a second. Yeah. You know, back in the days of film, I will. Th- there's a little secret that un- if a photographer in the back in the days of film said, well, let's just, you're shooting a portrait of somebody. Like, my flash wasn't working quite right. W- let's try this again. It wasn't the flash. It was because they had no film in the camera. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I get that. I, uh, every now and then I still do that, you know. Or, do you have no film in the camera? No, no, no. That I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what I've done that the image isn't showing up in the back of the camera <laughs> and trying not to panic the person I'm taking a photo of. And yeah. if you if you watched last week's episode, watched, if, if you just stared at your phone while you listen to the podcast, if you listen to episode one, you'll find out that Todd and Paul ha- told great stories about Googling camera oh, yeah. solutions. Camera yes, that's right. Yeah, oh, settings. Yeah. Which are the friend of the program, Holly Sparkman, and she right now she's listening, uh, and she's going, ooh, they mentioned my name. Or why did they mention my name? Or don't mention my name. But she thought we were entertaining. That's good. And start, you know. Better than a poke in the eye. (laughs) Talking pictures, better than a poke in the eye. You know, we better check that slogan (laughs) to find out if anybody has that. I'm smelling a T-shirt, boys. I don't know. 
Oh, here. <laughs> and here, the first rule of radio is to turn off your phone. Oh, it's the, the four o'clock meeting. Wondering where I am. Yeah, it took me so long to. It took me so long to hook up the mics that I forgot. Uh, well, anyway, I think we've told enough stories, yeah, and we don't even have everything. anything to do with this week's the topic, topic I had planned. We can save it for next. Because I spend most of my time now driving around, going, "Oh, that might make a good topic." <laughs> Right, it's it's we had, really, we yeah, had really conversations in the photo department. We're like, don't talk about this. We, we got to talk about this in the podcast. <laughs> right. All right, there you go. All right, well, folks, thank you very much for listening. I'm Todd Meisner, Todd Welber, and Paul Coletti. And uh, we're talking pictures, and we'll see you next time for episode three if they let us keep going, unless Human Resources <laughs> shuts us down because Todd fell down at Davenport Central and didn't report his injury, his broken rib. He didn't break a rib, by the sure way. It wasn't a broken rib. I roll insert there. All right. Thanks, folks. We'll see you later. The Talking Pictures podcast is a production of The Dispatch, The Rock Island Argus, and QCOnline.com. To see some of the photos and videos discussed in our podcast, be sure to go to QCOnline.com slash multimedia. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod at Incomputech.com. Thanks to Paul Coletti, Todd Welvert, Laura Anderson-Shaw, Meg McLaughlin, Laura Frames, and Randy Fisk.